Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 37. That's right, 37. Trenta siete in the old Espanol language. Mm-hmm. 179, going on 180 days of no booze. No booze? That's right, no booze. It's all right, I feel pretty good. Six months, I guess you could say. Give or take a, take a day or two. Take a day or two. <laughs> take a day or two. Yeah, so we went to take a day or two camp when I was a kid. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I I guess you could say six months. Because, all right, you got February, you got 28 days. Other months have 31, some have 30, whatever, right? But six consecutive segments, six consecutive segments of 30 days, right? So six months, but I guess the 18th. This is, I'm recording this on the 16th, going into the 17th of uh, August 2021. And so, yeah, six consecutive segments <laughs> of 30 days with no booze. If you told me six months ago, right about there, that I'd be sitting here right now not having in front of me a tall, cold bottle of Miller Lite. I just drink it because I like it, not because of the name. And I, and I like bottles. I prefer bottles. But I tell you what. One indicator here, if you're out there, and if you're wondering if you might drink too much, if you're a beer drinker, and when you're like telling your friend down the aisle, your significant other, like, no, just get the cans. You get the cans. Yeah, they're lighter. Uh, that's how you might be knowing that you're drinking too much beer. At least too much beer, right? Wow, they add up. They weigh too much. But that could be. And actually, I think my last Miller Lite I drank was a, uh, was a can. So, but yeah, a nice, tall, cold bottle of Miller Lite. And then a nice, clean, tall, poured shot of at least moderate grade silver tequila. Uh-huh. If you told me six months ago that I would be sitting here not having done that in six months, I would have been said something along the lines of, uh, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> probably. I probably would have said something like that. So... Six months, yay. It's funny, my son asked me earlier today, he said, Daddy, well, it's been six months, so does that mean you can drink again? And I said, no, I'm not going to drink. I don't want to drink anymore. I, I still got my N.A. beers from time to time, and every once in a while I do enjoy a, uh, a cannabis product of some kind, but, you know, it's legal where I live now, and uh, and I'm 47 years old, get over it. So if you're anybody who, who cares about that, or maybe you do that yourself. But yeah, it's six months, no booze. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing out there? You doing all right? You doing okay? Everybody happy? We had the big heat spell, all this other crazy shit going on in the world. But we're going to just hang out. I, you know, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit. And then, and hopefully you enjoy. And maybe you'll forget about some of the stuff, or maybe some of it you'll, uh, you'll deal with a little better. <laughs> or maybe laugh. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so I had a fun week this past week, which was pretty interesting. I don't know how to roll into this. I just want to. I'm just going to tell you about this real quick. So uh, earlier this past week, I was, uh, I, I, you know, I play on the the social media, right? Which this is the thing. A lot of people go on social media. They, you know, they don't really 
want to know how their friend from high school's kid fell down the stairs and skinned his knee, and then they burnt the pot roast, and then they got in a fight with their significant other. And it became this whole thing. Nobody really gives a shit about that. No, you go on social media, especially things like Twitter and stuff, because you want to see posts from people that are famous. Twitter, Instagram, maybe not so much on Facebook, but just, it's still. And that's what you're on. So, And perhaps sometimes I play too much on there. But it has led to some good things. Connections as far as the show goes and other stuff like that. Um, and other professional uh, endeavors. And also friendly endeavors as well. But I was on Twitter and Mark Marin, who was a freaking awesome guy as far as... I mean, I don't know him personally, but I love his podcast, WTF. It is one of the originals. He is the OG gangsta of podcasting, in my opinion, one of them. And uh, great guy. But he put on there on Twitter that he was 22 years sober. I told him it was awesome how he his words on his podcast because he talks about you know sobriety and stuff like that in his stand-up as well and uh, I said hey thank you you know all that stuff really helped me deal with it a lot and my quitting drinking and he liked it well on Twitter it, Twitter only gives you like four choices of something to look it's like share uh whatever and then it's like one of them is you like it or your heart it. it's a heart which I feel like Twitter's stuck in middle school you know, like, well, do you do you like it or do you really hard it? Do you hard it? <laughs> you know, but he hearted it and it was awesome. It was like, fuck yeah, you know. And then if that was not cool enough, even cooler. Uh, Mr. Tom Rhodes, I'm a big fan of Tom Rhodes. I have been for a very long time. Uh, great comic, has a great show, uh, Radio Smart Camp that he does. And he did, Tom Rhodes is one of these, like, he's a great comic, but he's also culturally uh, very smart and also very much into art and stuff like that. Traveled around the world doing comedy. I mean, just, he's one of those dudes that, like, you know, a long time ago, about 20 years ago, I said, I want to know people like him uh, because he's just, that's just what, you know, people like him are what are awesome. But anyways, he's, I, I Facebook mostly, but I'm, make comments, I quote on my, you know, say stuff to him. Hey, what's up, man? Good. I love it. And he sent me a personal message the other day saying thank you. And I was like, really? Like, that was awesome. Because I've been sitting here, honestly, I've been sitting here uh, just thinking about life stuff. You know, I hate to say it, but money. Um, what's this world going into raising an eight-year-old uh, in this crazy stuff going on? People yelling at each other and shooting each other. It just... All the craziness. And then I got a message from Tom Rhodes saying, hey, thanks, man. And I, Tom, you, you'll probably never hear this, but if you ever do, that was awesome, dude. Made my day. Made my day. Not uh, several days. Uh, you and Marin definitely have open invitations to be on the show at any point in time. Uh, and then any of the other guys, obviously, um, you know, Burr and... Uh, Segura and all, just all you guys, Kreischer. Man, you guys are amazing. This is the thing and that I love about podcasts is that, you know, I, I feel like a lot of stuff has gone in, in this world that used to be. And one of the things that I really like is um, how people like uh, Mr. Rhodes and Mr. Marin and all those other guys, they are basically 
the philosophers of modern society, you know? <laughs> they're the Socrates, they're the Aristotles, they're the, you know, they're the ones, is that what Aristotle? Was he one? Okay, I hope so. I hope he didn't kill people. And <laughs> I think that was the one. But I'm saying, um, you know, these are the guys who are cultural. They talk about things, they philosophize. Uh, and that's why I listen to them, so I listen to them. So, yeah, man. But yeah, when I got that message from Tom Rose, I was just, I was like, yeah. I was. I was a little bit like a, I was a little bit of a fanboy, I gotta admit. But I was trying to play cool. But I mean, I, but I also, I did stand up, as some of you might know. So I kind of look at him sort of as a peer. Not really. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm just, I was just sharing. I'm just sharing. It was really cool. So did you, uh, and I haven't, I don't think I've talked to you guys since the, they ended the Olympics. I thought were pretty uh, interesting this year, sort of. I don't know. They they have too much stuff in Olympics now, and I know that NBC split it into what four different networks, but and then so it was just on. But it's just too many things, man. It's just too many things. I I, I don't want to. I was never really much into diving. I liked the swimming. I used to swim competitively when I was a kid, sort of like you know, summertime. Uh, pool league you know swim pool when you go yeah i did that so i kind of so i like to watch that and then i've always liked the uh the the, the field games the track and field stuff man the, the 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 pole vault that's one of the things that i've always enjoyed i don't know it because think about it, this you take this long ass pole you run down a track you jam it into a hole right you the thing freaking bends like it's about to snap and you go up and over, and you go over backwards. Oh, what was her? I wrote her name down. What was Nicole? I think. Um, no, 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 no. Katie. I don't know how you say her last name. Katie Nagat. I'll just say it like that. Uh, for the U.S. Oh man, she was having a hard time, and she sat there and she got up and over, and she cleared the bar. And just went straight and straight back. And it was so funny because they showed it in slow motion and she was just like, yeah, like she knew it. <laughs> that's the stuff that people like watching the Olympics because that's what Olympics are. I mean, yes, you watch the main sports, the basketball, the hockey, the, the baseball, the whatever. Okay, great. But the Olympics, like the pole vault, the javelin, the those are the things that everybody becomes an expert on for three weeks once every four years or five years in this case, uh, you know, because of the COVID thing, which that was kind of weird too. The the lack of, I mean, they had people there, but it wasn't the same. It just wasn't. And I don't know, just the TV stuff, like I said. I mean, I remember going, I remember being a kid and going to the beach uh, and they didn't have a TV in the beach house that we stayed at every year. So we took a small black and white TV for the week, put it in the and I remember watching the the eighty four Los Angeles Olympics and watching like the track and field and everything. This little but but it was just sitting there and it was kind of magical, man. It was kind of really cool, and I don't know. I feel like it kind of lost it a little bit. It did, um, so but it, yeah. I just I thought oh this is what it was. Was it the late the woman from Australia? She freaking. She's going down. She goes down the track. She jams the pole into the, the little pit there to go over. The pole snaps. 
like you would think it would normally, but it yeah, it just snaps. And she goes flying under her back. Halfway, I mean, she I thought she must have hit her head. I swear to God. Stood up, waited her way. No, I got it. And <laughs> or she's all straight. No, I got it. And uh, then she went back, grabbed another pole, and freaking ran down the thing, right over that thing. It's amazing. How, how do you get yourself 14, 16, 20 feet in the air? Uh, that was a ran, random way to go about from <laughs> one footage to the other. I'm just saying, how you do that, is that's amazing. Ping pong. I don't know. I like watching the weird sports. The track and field. The running. Um, I don't know. And people were talking about Simone Biles. Jesus Christ, people. Uh, I I don't think, as much as people want to sit there and say that she was being weak, wasn't setting a good example, uh, all kinds of stuff I read, saw, heard, whatever. If you think that you could deal with the mental pressure and everything that goes along with being such a, uh, a public figure trying to do something, like that, I, I I think you're mistaking yourself. You're highly mistaking, uh, mistaken and mistaking yourself because you're not. You're not gonna be able to handle it. I know I wouldn't. So I don't think that was a big deal. The girl knows what she can handle. <laughs> if if anybody's gonna know who what Simone Biles can handle, I think Simone Biles gonna know what Simone Biles can handle, right? Just like you, whatever your name is, knows that uh, when you're at work tomorrow. Right. If Sally keeps humming that fucking song that she always hums, right, when she's uh, doing the thing with the papers around the corner, you know, eventually at some point, you're going to have to get up and walk away because you know what's going to happen. Otherwise, you're going to go over and tell Sally to quit humming that fucking song. You know what you can handle. You know. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because Liz and I, my, my wonderful wife Liz, was... We were talking about, I, I told her something. I was like, uh, tell me what I know to summarize the conversation. And she wrote on the, she said that she could basically write a, about everything I know on a dry erase board. <laughs> I told her it should at least be a pamphlet. Uh, but she said she could do it on a dry erase board. But she ended up writing something. It was like, when you know, then you know. And I'll let you know when I know what I know. Or something like that. Anyways. Um, but also, this is the one thing, if I may say this, uh, and not sound like I'm trying to patronize or anything, but I do agree with the fact that I don't understand why some of the stuff, for instance, the beach volleyball. Was it the Norwegian beach volleyball team? Got in trouble because they didn't want to wear the bikini. Why do women have to wear bikinis to play beach volleyball? I don't get it. Shame on you, IOC. That'd be the International Olympic Committee. I feel like they that's wrong, man. Let them wear if they want. They want to wear some some uh, beach, some beachy stuff, some beach shorts. Let them do it, man. I don't... Why do they have to wear the bikini? Now, if they want to, let them. Almost sounds like a masturbate. No, it does I'm saying if they want to wear them, let them wear them. If they don't, then don't make them. I think that's stupid. And because really... I mean, look... I, I'm a heterosexual male. The women bikini on the beach with the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody's complaining about that. I mean, but same time. 
to say that they have to do it, that was wrong. That was wrong. So I'm just expressing my opinion on that. My unsolicited uh, heterosexual white male um, opinion on that. I just uh, I don't think that was cool. I mean, some people do it. Like, for instance, the, uh, the pole vaulters. They had little shorts on. Uh, but I think that's probably more of a thing if you don't want to go over the the uh, what do they call that at the top of the thing the, the crossbar. Well, I mean that's like in hockey you got the the, the bar goes crossbar. I don't know what they call that. I don't know. But anyway, you know you got to go over. You don't want to have something loose hanging off your off your body. Going to maybe fl- you know snag it and uh, knock it down. You don't want that after you just propelled yourself eighteen feet two inches into the air not knowing if you're going to come back in one piece or fall you know and the pole is going to snap come on if you're going to hit the pad the right way is, is that mm. i'm just saying but yeah don't don't make women do that if they don't want to wear something that they don't feel comfortable and then you're going to find them and pink good on her she was like i'll pay your fine fuck these people so nothing that funny <laughs> Oh, um, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, whoops, wrong side of the nose. Jeez. Oh, yeah, but I had fun in the Olympics. I, I just felt like it didn't really have the same panache. And this is the thing, and this is what I always say. I talked about this when they cancel manifests and other things they've done. The networks only look at what is getting watched. So many people streamed everything uh, and all that shit. And it's like, you know, hold on. I got to pull this up real quick because I wanted to. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Olympics are over. Everybody's a, you know, an expert on every sport ever done for three weeks. <laughs> Just sitting there. Well, I read about this one time when I was in third grade uh, in a book I checked out because I said I had to check out one. And I read about fencing. <laughs> and I know that your left foot should only go this way. Otherwise, you're going to get stabbed. So... <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, what else? What else was going on? Oh, this is what it was. Um, okay, and this is really weird because I, I'm talking about not drinking for six months, and now Mountain Dew, one of my favorite things ever. Uh-uh. No, I'm not a coffee drinker. Liz is, but I'm not. I will gladly take my Mountain Dew every morning. But they, Mountain Dew, which is owned by Pepsi is teaming up with Sam Adams of all, which, by the way, Sam Adams, love your non-alcohol, just the haze. Great stuff. Never thought you could make stuff that was, that was that good. Last beer I that Sam Adams made that I really liked was their Scotch Ale. And I don't even know if they make it anymore. But I like that. But they're just the haze. Fantastic. But Sam Adams has teamed up with Pepsi, a.k.a., uh, well, Mountain Dew, a.k.a. Pepsi. And they are... Uh, making an alcoholic beverage. That's right, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, I hope boys and girls aren't listening to this. Just adults. I would hate if your kids were listening to this show for you to come home one day and they're going, Mommy, Daddy, we're listening to the sort of funny but not always crazy man again. Um, yeah. They, yeah, Mountain Dew's making it. Hold on, I got to pull this up. This is it. I'll just pull the quick one. This is USA Today. What does it say? Uh, right here. It says, Pepsi is teaming up with Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams, which makes truly hard seltzer. Uh, 
I, what is up with the South? Truly hard. Truly hard to digest. <laughs> Truly hard to drink. I don't know. Some of this stuff are probably okay. I haven't, since that stuff came out, I haven't been drinking. And when I was, I wasn't interested in it anyways. But, um, yeah. It's a, a hard, there, Sam Adams are uh, going after, no, wait, what the fuck am I reading? Pepsi, Pepsi is teaming with, I have this new boom mic thing, and it's great, but the the pop filter thing is like right in my face. I can't, because it sits different. All right, Pepsi is teaming up with Boston Beer Company, which makes Truly Hard Seltzer, blech, and Samuel Adams. Oh, that's Truly Hard. That's the one with the chicks dancing around in like a tutu, and she's apparently somebody famous, singer. I don't know. Sam Adams, uh, Hard Mountain Dew, a new flavored malt beverage. Well, of course. 5% alcohol by volume. Now, see, these, that's, I don't think this is a very good idea. I'm just saying, uh, because if they had Mountain Dew with alcohol in it back in the day, I'd be starting off my day going, no, no, sh- I just need my caffeine. I just need my caffeine. And then I'd be good. Uh, going to be in three flavors. Original, of course, black cherry, and watermelon. The new drinks will have no caffeine or sugar. Ah, well, what is the point of that? No, really? What a fucking letdown. No caffeine. I can understand the no sugar. That's probably even a good idea because a lot of that stuff. You know, Mike's hard lemonade and the, it's hard, man. Got to make hard lemonade. It's lemonade. Yeah. Hmm. No, No caffeine will be marketed to adults of legal age and merchandise consistently with other alcohol beverages. Really? No caffeine. What kind of idiots are you? Uh, they said a fourth flavor is coming. Really? A hard Mountain Dew. And that's the thing. People are like, well, but people are going to think that it's regular soda and the kids might drink it. You let your kids drink Mountain Dew, then you have other fucking problems. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No. you, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could understand if you're worried about your uh, early teen drinking Mountain Dew alcohol, you know, hard Mountain Dew. I could understand that. That would have been a worry uh, f- for me if I was that age. <laughs> I'm saying people worrying about me. You know what I'm saying. All right. Definitely would have been something. But no caffeine and no sugar. No sugar? Okay. Right? Don't want to be getting all chubbies. Uh, <laughs> drinking the old Mountain Dew there. The old alcohol Mountain Dew. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I couldn't believe when I... I don't know how they just... How did those two people, uh, companies, decide to team up? Pepsi and Mountain Dew are going to make something with Sam Adams. That's weird. I guess that was the end of the article. <clears throat> And then, uh, yeah, all right. I was taking my time. Anyways, all right. So other thing I wanted to talk about was people were going crazy about. And, I, of course, like I said, social media definitely got to see uh, what happened. Man, I want to give props to the to the flight attendant that duct taped that guy to the chair, to the seat uh, on the on the, on the the airline flight. That If you have not had a good laugh, go... <laughs> Go and look at it. Just go watch it. Pause. Pause at this if you have to. Go and watch it. 
It is actually really pretty funny. This, this is the problem. This is the problem with people. This is what's wrong with people in society nowadays. People act like this dumbbag. What? Dumbass was. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I guess. I want to insult him so badly that I can't even formulate the correct way to say it because this is what's wrong with people. This asshole got drunk, got on a plane, got told different things that he needed to do in order to be on the plane, and then he proceeded to get mad, profess about how his parents have $2 million, which really, sir, is not that much money. <laughs> I think he said $2 million, I believe. I mean, I the audio that I saw was not that. Um, is that what he said? I think he said $2 million. Maybe it was $20 million. Okay, either way, it's still not necessarily that much amount of money. I mean, it would it would definitely the money. <clears throat> I was doing my impression of Bill Murray and Screws. I was like, go ahead, it's only money. But any, but that's what the point being. But that's the problem with that's why that dude was acting like that is because his parents have so much money, and he was basically emboldened by that to act the way he did. And he's freaking grab grabbing them. Grabbing the uh, flight attendants and that one dude came back there and wrapped his ass up. <laughs> uh, I don't. I guess he got suspended. And I saw him in the interview. Man, he told the story so well. This is a great thing. This would be the way he told the story. I wanted to see, and I haven't been able to find it. If anybody has it, you can write to uh, send it to me. Send it to me on Twitter at John Podcast, uh, John D Comedy, J One D Comedy. Send it to me on there, or um, yeah, or the John D podcast at Gmail, uh, send it to me there. I just, I want to see a completely unedited, uh, (laughs) I want to see a completely unedited clip of that, of him explaining the story because that would be an awesome story because you would sit there, you'd see your friend. Hey man, what's going on? Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. What happened to you? Oh, uh, yeah, I had a crazy thing at work. Oh really? What happened? Yeah. I had to duct tape some drunken asshole to a seat. (laughs) Because he kept assaulting and yelling at people. That's that's a good... And the dude was telling the story so well. I'm like, I want to hear... You know, because that's a good one. Like, you know, he'd come in, he'd get his drink. You know, he'd probably drink down the first one pretty fast. He'd put it back on. He'd get another one. And he would start telling the story right after the end, towards the end of the first drink. Because at first he'd be like, I just... You have no idea what I had to do to this stupid idiot. And then he would tell... He was telling the story so good. And it would probably take you a whole other drink uh, and then maybe going, hey, you want to do a shot? And then you do the shot and then, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. You take, just watch it, man. But I think it's funny that we always, we get these people, right? This one thing, this other thing I heard the other day was, so we have all these video of like the guy getting duct taped to the chair. We have the other oh, seat, whatever. The guy getting, uh, some lady punching a, flight attendant on another airline flight. Now, all this other stuff going on, but I read this the other day where apparently a woman from Florida uh, decided to expose herself on an airline, uh, on an airplane. I keep saying airline flight. The fuck? (laughs) Yes, I sold them on the airline flight. Like, I don't know. What's the story behind it? Don't know. Nah, I'm not gonna go. I won't read the whole story. But point being, 
No footage of it. <laughs> I have not seen one speck or iota of footage of this woman exposing herself on a on a flight that she did. No, nothing, nothing. Where was the news? Where, and if there is, where is the news on this? Because <laughs> this is the one thing I'm going to try to explain this correctly. So one thing I'm so dying to see is where the 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 news anchor is sitting there. He knows he knows what they're about to show, right? And they can go into the. <clears throat> oh God, I don't know if I can do this right. No, don't screw it up now, John. Yeah. So he comes in. I know I'm taking forever because I'm trying to remember how I, I, I was thinking about this. So, yeah. So the anchor's sitting there. Sorry. So the anchor's sitting there and he's like, boom. And he's like, a woman exposed himself. <laughs> a woman exposed herself on a flight from Florida. But now the blurry boobs. I mean, the nightly news. <laughs> I mean, the hot tan lines. I mean, the, just roll the clip. All right. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, the blurry boobs. I said that to Liz the other night, and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and now the blurry boobs. I mean, the hot tail lines. I mean, the, just roll it. I mean, the headlines. Whatever. All right. <laughs> so we got to take a break real quick, and uh, I hope you're having fun. we got some fun stuff coming up uh, after the break. Um, what are we going to talk about? Well, one of the things we're going to talk about, I'm going to tell you this. Here's a little teaser. Uh, do you have gold buried in your closet or under your bed? Mm, find out after the break. I'll see you in a second. All right, bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Johnny Podcast. Episode number 37, Trenta Siete in the old Espanol language. 37, part two. That's right. Hey, guys. How was your commercial, huh? How was that? Was that all right? Yeah, all 44 seconds of it. A little bit of music in there. Throw the music in there just to kind of do it up. I know I have the, well, I had drums at the beginning. I don't know. We'll see how I run the music. Yeah. Was that fun? That was about, for you, it was about uh, not even a minute. For me, it was 38 minutes. I like listening to this show because sometimes John, the host, he time travels. So, anyways, but uh, yeah, that was my commercial. You guys. Uh, any of y'all out there, if you ever want to, you can be a sponsor on the show as well. You can email the show directly, the T-A-G-E-J-O-N-D podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter uh, as well, at John Podcast or uh, John D. Comedy. If you're interested in being a sponsor on the show, uh, all kinds of things. I can do some ads. I can read things. I can uh, stuff like that. Maybe say uh, something in a silly way. I can say it like this. Uh, drink Campbell's soup. It's good for you, sir. Thank y'all. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> My talent's right there. Uh, yeah, so if you want to be a sponsor. Also, uh, yeah, if you want to like rename, it's a Lizard Mill Creation Studio. L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D-M-I-L-L Creations on Facebook. Check that out. My awesome wife Liz's craft company she has. Very crafty lady. Did a wreath this week for Thanksgiving because the fall stuff's rolling out, you know. Um, that's what you got to do in the craft business. Got to run your merchandise like it's Target and Walmart. So, but it was really cool. It was really cool. She put the ribbon on, twine, twine. <laughs> put some twine on there. It was, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even doing it justice. It was really cool. 
but yeah, you want to do that. But you, if you want to rename the studio, I'll take some money for that. You can Campbell soup, eat Campbell soup. It's good for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, or listener support buttons. You can go on, click the link that goes through. You'll see it. There's links on there. And you go, especially if you go, and then you list support. And then boom, you can support the show that way. Um, let me know. I could, you know, throw me some monetary gains there. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. The John D podcast. I've been thinking about renaming this show. I really have. I don't know. Let me know if you want to do that. Who knows? I might let you name the freaking show itself. Gosh darn it. Dilly did it. I might. <clears throat> uh, I really might. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Well, here's the thing. Okay. When I was like, I want to do a podcast. I had the equipment through some other circumstances that uh, my buddy Tom Hancock had gifted me. Uh, that's his voicemail when you call him. Tom Hancock. And so I was like, I want to do a podcast, but I couldn't come up with a good name. I even asked people on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and basically, it was just the John D. Everybody's doing the D thing now, but it was the John D. So it, like, it rhymes. Um, but I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know. And it's just basically, I'm just trying to sell this show, the occasional guests I like to have. I had a bunch for a while, then I haven't had any. I'm trying to make the audio better. Well, I have. I can. But now I'm trying to get guests. And I have people I could interview. I just don't want to do it in the shitty audio that, sorry, but it, that I have to do in order to use. But I don't need money. That's the thing. You support the show. I can uh, up the uh, the production t thereof. <laughs> you know? Nothing against Anchor. They're great. I, I actually like them. For, I mean, for what I pay, which is nothing, I really do. Uh, it is, it is definitely cool. Anyways, um, yeah, but I, I'm just thinking about renaming the show, but it, it was always the Johnny podcast was always a working title, which I love that term working title. Like it's a working title. Well, why is it a working? Well, we couldn't think of anything better, but we want to get to work on it. So therefore it is a working title as in we're going to work on the title and we're going to work on the, the, <laughs> the production of whatever the fuck we're working on right now. Whatever we're trying to make. So, the, you know, the John D podcast is not secretly Blue Harvest, which is what they called Star Wars when it was in production. And then eventually it was called Star. I'm just saying. It's not that. It's just, I, I don't know. And I'm, I like it. But ba basically what it says, and it's what I'm doing, it's basically hopefully you guys out there like listening to me ramble on about whatever the, going through my head in my basement by myself most of the time. Um, which that's the thing. I can't wait. I can't wait until some of the stuff dies down with the COVID and stuff like that. Oh, my God. And I got die, dies down. That's a, not a good term, John. Way to go, buddy. I'm just saying because I have other mics in here that people could sit. My wife Liz has done it a few times, but she is in bed. <laughs> so, I don't know if she likes the podcast anymore. But I'm just saying. So if you have any ideas, write me, thejundipodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let me know if you have any ideas out there. I don't really have any emails this week. Um, I don't really. I don't have any. Like, But that's uh, usually when I've had emails, I've gone three weeks. Sometimes I've 
saved one over from a week before because I don't want to do too many of them. But then again, I don't get that many of them. So when you hear two, maybe three, uh, that that's over the course of three weeks. So I'm not packing them in there. Well, do I want to read this one about how the lady uh, loves the show, but she doesn't want her kid to listen to it uh, because I swear too much and act like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Or do I want to read the other one about how the guy, uh, do, which was, uh, but well, yeah. And what's up to Josh in Utah? I think that's, it's just going to be a running thing. What's up to Josh in Utah, man? Mm-hmm. My NAB or choice for this episode is Buckler. That's right. For when you like to drink beer soda, but you want to save a few dollars. <laughs> it's okay. It ain't great. But uh, my knee was cracking. I'm getting old. So this is the other thing I was thinking about. I saw it today. So this I teased the second part of the show here. Um with do you have gold in your closet or under your bed? Because I was reading this the other day, and I've you've probably seen it, where things such as old video games, this is the thing, it, old video games, old toys, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself, they are, people pay a lot of money, and it's becoming, like old toy stores are becoming more popular, um, you know, old, whatever, just vintage, vintage been in for a while, right? I don't think vintage... I don't think it was quite as hip as it was 20 years ago. I think, I th- I really do. I feel like vintage, that type of thing, uh, has, has come in. Which, by the way, I, I've talked about it before. I, know, I just thought of vintage. I just think about him today. I was listening to it. Andy Klein, a friend of mine, comedy friend of mine, Andy Klein, uh, K-L-I-N-E. He, man, I was listening to his vintage album, and I've talked about it before. I Fucking love that thing. Anyways, check it out. Uh, free plug. I don't care. Um, but yeah. So, but I saw this. So people have been paying ridiculous amounts of money for old toys, and most of my demographic, my audience, well, one, they're male, but also uh, they're between forty-five and fifty-nine. So that's a lot of my audience. So we might probably all remember uh, some of this stuff. I was wondering. What are some of the a the eighties the uh, what are some of the eighties um, toys that are worth a ton of money now? Uh, some of us might still have some, uh, unless you're like my mom, who I my brother and I are pretty sure sold all of our Star Wars shit, at least most of it at a yard sale. <laughs> we're not sure the jury's out, but we're not gonna talk about it. Um, all right, well let's see. No, because one of them was a Star Wars toy. And I called my brother up the other day. And I said, I was like, Mikey, do you remember the, it was the medical droid Star Wars figure. It was a gray, like tall cylindrical thing. It had a bunch of the white arms coming out on the side, like a little claw thing. That was the medical droid. It was like a special edition. My brother and I had one, shared, whatever. And uh, disappeared. Oh, no, my brother had it. That's what it was. He had it, but all the white, the little arms and stuff were pulled off because he has three boys and that's what's going to happen. So as well as my transformer. <laughs> hey, hey, I need to talk to my nephews. <laughs> my old transformer. One of my, I think there's transformers in here. So I'm saying, so old toys that are worth the fortune. People have paid a lot of money for, uh, 
I was trying to look, I was going to look that up. So I went on this, and I haven't really read much of the article, but it's just on thegamer.com. Uh, let me little swig of something. But yeah, people have been paying outrageous amounts of money. That's what, oh, speaking of Transformers, the Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah. Optimus Prime is the most popular and expensive of all Transformers toys from the 80s. I would agree. Optimus Prime has been a favorite among Transformers fans. Michael, since the Michael Bay movie was 2008. That sounds right. Everybody was like, oh, I got it. They have original toys of these? Yes. And I can buy these? Yeah, I got some. Would you take $12,000 for them? Absolutely. <laughs> Especially right now in my life. Anyways. Yeah, so Optimus Prime is a toy truck. Turns into a robot. Right. Uh, nearly. What does it say? We're not sure why it's so popular, but back in the eighties, nearly every child had one. Uh, no, this child did not. Thanks, mom and dad. I went to school, fifth grade, for like fifty-eight days in a row. School days in a row. That my parents weren't that mean. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, and and I was gonna get something special out of it, dad. And I, I got one of the jets, and it wasn't even it wasn't even Starscream, it was like Thunderfart or whatever his name. Was. It was something. I mean, it was. I'm just saying, an Optimus Prime for 58. No, it wasn't even that. I think it was closer to like 70. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to that thing. I know that my star sky fired whatever. Yeah, my it was a big and red and white jet, and uh, my brother gave it to my nephews, and they destroyed it. Whatever, you know what? Why? Why would I be pining over that? Except for the collectability of it and having it, selling it. That's just if I'd made better life choices, I wouldn't be worried. That's the thing about selling something of yours that you had that's old. You have to sit there at some point, think about, yeah, I, <laughs> do I really? Why would I? I'm in the position now. If I'd made better life choices, I wouldn't be trying to sell. <laughs> My grandmother's vintage ukulele, <laughs> right? Uh, so apparently, uh, uh, auction that uh, uh, an Optimus Prime sold in mint condition sold for twelve thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Thundercats, Thunderwings. All right, I watched Thundercats. I never, uh, I never had any of the toys though. Some of my friends did. They just, had, you know, it's like them and the He-Man stuff. I didn't want some ripple muscle dude in a speedo, and especially in a fur one. I didn't. I wasn't. No, wasn't into it. <laughs> you know, so I never really had it. And they had the wings, the weird, the weird swinging thing, where they were trying to do. You know, that was just. Then they come around like they were throwing a punch. Thundercats was about a group of hybrid cat human aliens. It already sounds amazing. It wasn't that amazing. Do you remember the evil guy on that show? He was the purple blue dude. Wasn't right? And he had like the weird snakes for hair. He was like a yeah. He was like Medusa's adopted cousin. <laughs> uh, original Thundercats, Thunderwings, Lionel action. Okay, I do remember that. I'm looking at the picture. Um, mint condition, six to seven thousand dollars. 
<clears throat> All right. American Girl original Samantha Doll. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, widely popular since the brand of dress-up dolls. I, I know I did a thing on toys, by the way, back a while back. This is just... Now I'm saying how much they're worth now. Okay, in case some of you have listened to all episodes and you remember this, yes, I did talk about toys from then. Now I'm talking about how much they're worth. Okay, so don't don't send me an email saying, Dan, you did this twice. I've gotten one of those before. Uh, and it was a weird email. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. Well, American Girl dolls have been widely popular brand of dress-up dolls. Yeah, I've seen them. They're fancy. Mix and match options of different dolls and clothing, and they can dress them up how they please. That's cool. I find out, I mean, good idea, I guess. Don't think it's silly. The original Samantha Parkington doll sold for $4,200 a while back. If you have any of the dolls left stored away, get them and clean them up very carefully. Well, of course. I'm going to take the arm and because you just might have a small fortune on your hands. Teddy Ruxpin. <clears throat> we all know what the fuck he is. 80s. Blah, blah. Hey, Teddy. Worlds of Wonder. That's right. I was trying to remember that the other day. And the phone was across the room. <laughs> so I could, And I didn't have any other computer. I was like, what the hell was the name of that company? Worlds of Wonder. No shit. Um, the solar. It could be worth up to a thousand bucks there. G.I. Joe motorized tank. Battle tank. Yep. One of my buddies had that. One of my friendsies. Brian Davis, I think, had it. Although the films weren't all that popular. Well, they were made like shit. Seriously. The best part of that, those movies, was the chick that played Scarlet. <laughs> she was hot in it. But I'm just saying, they, they could have done that so much better. Was it Marlon Wayans? Yeah, I like you, dude. Um... And I'm looking forward to hearing the interview you just did on WTF with Marin, who I was talking about earlier. But come on, man. They could have made that. And then, and then uh, the Channing Tatum. Really? I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like it. I didn't think it was all that good. So Scarlet, no, the Baroness. That was the chick that was, yeah. Well, they were both, whatever. <laughs> That's the other thing. The guy, it's, it's so much, there's so much sex sold into everything that comes out. It's a fucking G.I. Joe combo, which I actually have. Um, what's it? G.I. Joe yearbook number one. I got, I have the original, well, three of the four, I think maybe. Original Transformer comic books. Yeah. What's up? I, by the way, they are for sale. <laughs> you want to give me a call? Write the show at the Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. I mean, if you're going to know, or just send me money and I can keep my comic books. Would that be okay? Attorney a playset for He Man. Um, oh, what the dragon thing. Popular comic book character was given a TV series in the 80s. Um, action figures and toys. Yeah, Eternia was the, where they lived. Eternia is a world of He Man universe, and the playset came with different characters from there. If you have one in mint condition, oh, it's got to be in mint. It could get you upwards of three thousand dollars. Oh, I feel like I got to sneeze. I hope I don't. I really hope I don't, because I don't want to have to edit this out. 
<clears throat> he made. I'm really trying not to sneeze. He man and Battle Cat two pack. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like he had the big cat. So it was like a little wimpy thing, right? And then when he became He Man, right? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> sorry. I, well, I am in a storage room, slash office slash studio. Um, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it was a little wimpy cat. Sort and then and then he buy the pack and he would take his uh, sword and he would shoot it at the at the little purple cat. Was it purple? I don't know. And then he turned into this big green cat. And you're like, what the fuck happened to that thing? <clears throat> First time I ever saw it. Right? Weren't you people like that way? The hell? Of course, he got all big. But that's the thing. He man was not much. When he got, he just got more ripped. Like he's normally like that. Like you never see a bodybuilder, and he's. Normally just very muscular, but then when he goes to the competition, he really gets, and then he oils himself. That's what He-Man looked like when he did the Pot of Power of Grayskull thing. Yeah, like it was just all ripped. And then he shot his uh, cat with some steroid, some <laughs> energy roids, and he turned into a big big green thing with battle armor. Yeah, hit battle armor. Where the battle armor came from, I, I don't know. I guess it was magic. I guess it was magic. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, really? Well, the Souls playset. I I really have not read much of this article. I just kind of skimmed over it. Um, but I, I thought it was a good list. Spielberg. I never saw this. Really? Huh. Call my brother up and ask him why we never got one of these. Um, what did they get? Two thousand bucks. It's like uh, it's got Indiana Jones and uh, the Arab guy. That was in the in the movie. That was his, and they're like holding the either side of the um with the arc there. You know the guy I'm talking about. He was uh when the monkey died. He was like, oh, bad dates. Remember that guy? You know, they're holding the arc, and it's interesting. Yeah, wow. Who who made it? Uh, hold on, hold on. It doesn't say. Um, no, it does not. All right. Well, whatever. Michael Jackson's superstar of the 80s doll. I remember seeing these in the store. And I'm going, who the hell would want that? Uh, you know, I, I totally respect Michael Jackson for being the musician and the, uh, the, the wealth of talent that he had that produced a lot of big-time music. Um, but, I mean... I, I don't know. I was never that into him. Sorry, I'm trying to read while I'm trying to and talk at the same time, and I'm sounding stupid. Um, three hundred bucks on eBay. That's not much. Real Ghostbusters fright. Fe All right, do you remember this? So the, there was the Ghostbusters that they had, right? Which they're getting ready to come out with the what? I don't know what they're not doing a reboot. It's a, I guess a, a sequel or whatever to the first two Ghostbusters. I don't know. We'll see, but. Yeah, but they had this other one called the Real Ghostbusters, which I don't know if you remember that, but uh, Vankman Peters' character on that the Real Ghostbusters cartoon it was a it was a different thing it was a different makeup of it, but they were called they were called the Real Ghostbusters, and it was the weirdest fucking thing because you could literally on one channel in the morning eating cereal watch Ghostbusters with the Slimer and the Vankman and the all that shit right, and then you could go to this other channel 
at some point, it is not the same time, but and then you would see this other sh- cartoon called The Real Ghostbusters, The Real Ghostbusters podcast. All right. So they had it was a whole other thing. It was really really strange. <laughs> but they have a it was a yeah Peter but but it was Peter Venkman. Oh, but the guy was voiced by Carlton the Doorman. Uh, what was the show? Oh crap! You know the show. You know I'm talking. Hey, it's Carlton the Doorman. That guy was the voice of for Peter, and he also was the voice. Some some big into voices. I used to want to do them. Anyways, he was uh, also the voice of Garfield on the Garfield cartoon. Yes, and somehow they probably all know Kevin Bacon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah, Nine hundred bucks on eBay for the ghost. Really for that thing? Oh yes, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi action figure. Mm-hmm. Hell yes, had one. Alan Guinness, seventy-seven. Hugh McGregor. Whether you like them, Obi Wan Kenobi did. Uh, yeah. Hold on. God darn it. It's no surprise that Star Wars, being the huge franchise it is, their classic action figures are going to sell for an insane amount of money. Because Star Wars, I mean, come on. George Lucas came up with them. Yeah. The double double telescoping Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure can sell for upwards of $30,000. Are you freaking shitting me? Um, what time is it? <laughs> can I call my brother right now? 30. I mean, it ain't mint. I mean, 30. Th- he probably got, did anybody else ever do that when you take your, uh, you take your, like I remember one time I put Darth Vader, remember they had the, the stuff with slime, like the little, just, it was just a plastic container full of slime. I used to get that shit all the time for a while when I was a kid and I put uh, Darth Vader in it. And then another time I took Darth Vader and I put him uh, in ice or put him in like a, you know, something like that. Freeze him, right? Or somewhere in the backyard of our old house on Northside where I grew up until I was 14. Um, there is a, there was an Imperial officer buried in the backyard. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. And I don't remember, I just didn't remember where it was. I don't know why I did it. I have no idea. I just remember my Siberian Husky I had. Ambrose, awesome dog. And I just remember digging the little hole. Did not buy much. Just throw it in there and I covered it. And he just looked at me like, what? <laughs> mm, $30,000. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Atari, Red Sea Crossing. Never had an Atari. Did spend a lot of nights at kids' houses I didn't really like because they had an Atari. I'm just saying. If that was one of you, I'm sorry, but I pro- you probably don't listen to the show. You pro- chances are you don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm going to go with you probably don't. <laughs> Red Sea Crossing didn't have it. So what was it? Um... Maybe I student program in '83. Well, what do you what do you do in the game? I'd never played that. I mean, I played. For, you know, they had the the jungle hunt and the all that crap. GI Joe Breaker action figure. 
Don't know. Oh, I guess it's one of the guys. Transformers Blue Streak. Oh, yeah. So it was Autobot. It was Autobot. It was kind of Blue Streak. Remember that one? Didn't have it. Main condition, 400 bucks. That's not. Where's the big ones? Lightbrite. My kid got one. And I never saw two days before we put it away because we, we were just picking up pieces everywhere. Pez dispensers. Yeah, yeah. I talked about that before. Polly Polly Pocket. $200. The Xavier Robots Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, those fucking things. Remember I was talking about those? Thousand bucks. Super Soaker. Original. 600 Mint tulip strawberry cake. I don't think strawberry cake was a mint tulip. What? Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> oh, thousand. I'm trying to fly through some of these. I want to see some more of them before I gotta go. Here we're in episode 37 of the Jundy Podcast. Rapunzel, My Little Pony. Yeah, it's the pink horse with the blonde hair. Really, really kind of creepy looking, if you ask me. I, I didn't I didn't have to deal with that stuff when I was a kid. My my friend's little sister did. She had like fifty of those fucking things. Maybe they weren't that many, but it seemed like they were. Like, maybe they weren't that many total available, but it seemed like there were, I don't know. Hot Wheels, there we go. We had a ton of those things when we were kids. Like me and my brother. Uh, Hopefully you didn't throw out that massive collection of Hot Wheels. God damn it, thegamer.com. Yeah, I did Some serious money. When you say we say serious, some money for the cars can range from thirty five hundred to hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't think we have any of those. My buddy doll, I did not have one of those. I did have one. That was a. I don't know what it was. It looks kind of like this thing, but I cut all the hair off. <laughs> and if any of my family knows about that, I had some. I named it Joey because I want a little brother. I got it one year for Christmas. Because I want a little brother and they gave me... Alright, I know. Sounds weird, but I gave it. A, I gave him a haircut at one point. I'm like, this hair doesn't grow back. I love my... I love my bald little buddy. Fisher-Price. We had Fisher-Price when I was a kid. Little people, family house. Did we... Oh my God. And this is the thing. People want this stuff in mint condition. So if you have one of these... And it's got pine tar and fucking all kinds of other stuff all over it. Probably not be worth anything. You might just want to, you know, hang on from you know, Rainbow Bright. We had the uh, Fisher Price. We were talking about Fisher Price. Uh, the garage. Do you have that? The garage had the elevator on the side. We had the uh, Care Bears, Gem Doll, Gem Doll. Ninja Turtle action figures, yeah. The Megatron gun. Why is that? Uh, Mega Elastic Batman. Never fifteen thousand dollars. You got to be shitting me. It's like a stretcho. You know, it's like the stretch thing. Was it Stretch Armstrong? I, I'm a little, a little bit too young to know that about Stretch Armstrong. I, I mean, I kind of did, but I, I never got into it. But they weren't really all that popular when I was. Huh, stretch arms. But yeah, oh, stretch Batman. Sorry. Mega elastic Batman with 
uh, get you a lot of money. Released in 79. Hey, this list is from the 80s, okay? Your 70s. Stay on your part of the, the partition there, okay? We're doing 70s at a later time. All right, whatever. 79. Throughout the 80s. I don't remember seeing one. If my brother had one, I probably broke it. <laughs> probably trying to see if I could stretch. <laughs> uh, holding like, down the stairs or something. Snap. <laughs> 79 15,000 bucks for that thing Jeez Louise So yeah So check out some of your old And that's the thing uh, If you do Alright this is one thing I will tell you about advice Now If you were sitting there And you do have a yard sale Don't give away your kids Don't For cheap Your kids stuff uh, But also um, Look up that stuff like that Okay so don't just go and sell that stuff if it's your kids or is yours when you're younger and you're like, what well, do I still have this? Look stuff like that up because you really could have some money sitting uh, underneath your bed, in your closet. Maybe your kid's playing with it and you go take it from him. He's going to cry. And you're like, hey, this is groceries, okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying you groceries. You want more toys? I got to take this toy and get you more toys. And... Daddy's going to make a little bit of betting money. So, you know, it all works out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a nice trip down memory lane. Okay. Well, I hope we've had a good time. Again, right in for the show. Let me know if you want to rename it, sponsor it. Whatever you want to do. The Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, big shout out. Again, thanks to, well, Mr. Marin for giving me the like on my uh, sobriety well, no booziness, <laughs> right? God, that what California sober? That's what people keep want to bring up. I don't know. I'm I consider myself sober, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, and then Mr. Rhodes, man, that shit was awesome. Uh, I guess that's been it. So make sure you uh, take care of the charities out there that I like to support. Um, as always, feedingamerica.org. No Kid Hungry, both doing great things for keeping people fed in these hard times. Uh, a lot of people are still struggling, so remember them. Uh, Wounded Warrior Project, of course. I know everything in the world, but hey, that's going on right now with the Afghanistan stuff and everything. Even more reason to thank these people for their service and what they've done for our country. Uh, and if you know, sometimes they go, they get wounded internally. Externally is, you know... And they need services and, and help, and they deserve it. And make sure you try to support that if you can. Also, uh, bestfriends.org uh, for uh, animals. Uh, they want to make every, their goal is to make every animal shelter in the United States no kill by 2025. I think that's a great thing. All of them, uh, .orgs, all of them great charities. Check them out. Okay. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, episode. Number 37, Trenta Siete of the Johnny Podcast. This show has been a production of LMC Studios. That's right. Ooh, does that sound cool? LMC Studios, contributing creative uh, people have also been uh, Liz Miller and Tom Hancock. And uh, yeah, this has been episode 37 of the Johnny Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Miller. Thanks a lot. And I'm going to go six months, baby. Six months. Woo. Now. <laughs> All right. I got to get going. I'll see you soon. Tell your friends.
Uh, I don't know how to end this episode now. So I'm just going to edit it now. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.